Hello, and welcome to the Puppet Playhouse podcast, otherwise known as the PPP, or simply for short. Well, it's less than one week to Christmas, so today on we want to ask, how do you celebrate Christmas? We'd love to know. So if you listen to the podcast and you like what you hear, please drop us a line at M-R-P-U-P-P-T. That's Mr. Puppet without the E at gmail.com. And be sure, let us know how you like the show and how do you celebrate Christmas. Now, for me, I have a small family, so it's really nothing too extraordinary. I have one sibling and neither one of us are married. My parents, well, they're only children, and my father and both sets of grandparents have passed on. So that just leaves me, my mother, and brother. Nothing too earth-shattering here. <laughs> we gather together, have a meal, exchange gifts, you know. But this got me thinking. How do other people celebrate Christmas? I mean, there's got to be some interesting stories out there, yeah? So I decided to scour the internet and see what I could find. And boy, did I find. So join me now as we look at Unique Unique Christmas Christmas traditions traditions around around the world. And first up, Catalonia in Spain. They basically poop their way through Christmas. Oh, trust me, I'm not making this up. It's true. Now, basically, they've got this wooden log with a drawn-on face. It has a big smile and a jaunty red hat. And it's called um, Teos. And, and I do apologize for the pronunciation here. Now, these start showing up in stores around the 1st of December. And at the same time, the store shelves begin to be stocked with what they call Turon. Again, pronunciation's horrible, I know. And that's a type of nougat that's traditionally made of egg white, sugar or honey, and nuts like almonds. They're made into small cakes and they're served in bite-sized pieces. And uh, this is just really one variety, and there are many out there. Some of them have caramel, chocolate, fruit. You could even get some liquor-filled ones, if that's your thing. (laughs) Now, so you've got your log with that face on it and the red hat. And then, well, you're going to feed it scraps, you know, like as a kid. And maybe you'd, you know, before you go to bed, you'd feed it some fruit. And the next morning, only the uh, peels, the rind would be left. So you feed him for weeks just like that. And on December 24th, you might place a blanket on one end of the T.O. Sorry for the pronunciation. That's the uh, other rear end of the T.O., where the other part where the face isn't. And then you're going to sing a most unique song while you hit him with a stick. And the uh, lyrics, roughly translated, go something like, Poop log, log of Christmas. Don't poop salted herring. They are too salty. Poop turons. They are much better. And again, sorry for the pronunciation here. So uh, the kids are then sent into another room to go pray. And when they return, the blanket is lifted. And there we find our delicious treats. Turon. Yeah. Now, I know that many on the world will probably think uh, that we here in the U.S. have some crazy, wild traditions, right? But this one is most definitely unique. It would seem that uh, Turan is a traditional Christmas sweet all across Spain, and which is why kids uh, implore that the Turan uh, 
you know, that that's why that they want the churros rather uh, to poop it out. <laughs> Though I'm not sure I would want to eat poop candy, no matter how good it tastes, right? <laughs> okay. Next, did you know that in the week leading up to Christmas, Venezuelans attend a daily church service called Misa de Aguinaldo, early morning mass translated. And that doesn't sound unusual, right? But how about this? It's customary to travel to the church service on roller skates. And this is done in the capital of Caracas. Now, according to legend, at least what I've read, children will go to bed with a piece of string tied around their toe and the other end dangling out the window. As skaters roll past, they give the string a tug and children know that it's time to get their skates on. Now, skating to this mass has become so popular that the government has taken to closing the streets off until 8 a.m. to allow families to skate together safely. And when the mass is over, families will convene in the street and at each other's houses, and they'll eat or play music and dance. You know, this isn't quite like roasting chestnuts on an open fire. That's what Cousin Cleveland would say. But it's still for the Christmas spirit, you know, gathering together, e family, food, fun. Yeah, I like it. I think it's perfect. Now, next, I think that most of us listening to this podcast are quite familiar with Santa Claus. You know, you get presents if you're good, lumps of coal if you're not, you know, making a list, checking it twice, going to find out who's naughty or nice. You get the idea. But in Austria, if they're good, St. Nicholas will visit them with presents and treats. But if they've been bad... It's a lot more than a lump of coal in the stocking. Oh, yes, they'll have to deal with Krampus. Now, Krampus is a half-man, half-goat who comes around every year to chase naughty children and maybe even drag them down to hell. Now, as a kid, I remember that I did my best to, you know, straighten up and fly right as we got close to Christmas because I wanted Santa to bring everything that I had on my Christmas list. But, you know, I think that if there had been a Krampus type in there, too, I just might have tried to be good all year long so that I wouldn't get taken down to hell. Okay. Let's move on from that. Now, here's something that's a bit different than what we in the U.S. are generally used to. Now, typically, at least for me, the Christmas meal is much like Thanksgiving. We have a turkey, dressing, spiral ham, mac and cheese, green bean casserole, cream stale corn, sweet potato casserole, etc., etc. You know, rolls, biscuits, and dessert. But over in Japan... A traditional Christmas dinner is, uh, are you ready for it? Are you ready? Are you really ready? Kentucky, Kentucky Fried, Fried Chicken. 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 Or KFC for short. <laughs> Did you know that KFC, their biggest day in Japan is usually December 24th. And on that day, they will generally sell five to ten times more than they do on regular business days in the year. If you don't reserve your bucket ahead of time, you can see yourself standing in line for hours and hours on end. Okay, 
Now, here's the million-dollar question. Why? Well, you know, Japan's economy began taking off after a period of austerity during the 40s and 50s after World War II. And it seems that their economic power was growing and growing, and so many people had cash to indulge in consumer culture for the very first time. And there was a huge interest in the West, you know, food, fashion, travel. Well, many foreign franchises began making the move to Japan to take advantage of the interest in the West, as well as all that disposable income. And KFC was one such company who opened their first store in 1970. Now, by 1981, 11 years, the chain had 324 stores in Japan, opening over 30 a year. And they were making approximately $200 million a year profit. Now, if we adjust that figure for 2021, that's like $1.4 billion in today's money. Whoa, whoa. Now, Christmas is still a secular holiday in Japan, where less than 1% identify as Christian. And in 1970, Many people, they simply didn't have an established family Christmas tradition. So enter KFC. They launched what they called the Kentucky for Christmas marketing campaign in 1974. And soon after, that's when they got their first iteration of the, what we now know as the traditional KFC bucket. Right? Now, the word from KFC Japan is that the manager of the first KFC, who would later become the Japan CEO for KFC, dressed as a Santa, dressed as Santa, rather, in in a company party. And the kids loved it. And that's where he saw a major investment opportunity. And then to position KFC as an elegant, authentic way to celebrate Christmas in true American fashion. At least that's what KFC Japan is saying. Now, I'm not so sure that that was really 100% true to reality. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to tell you, I don't personally know anyone whose main course for Christmas is KFC chicken. And then you've got the song Old Kentucky Home playing in the background, like what they would do in their ad campaigns. <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, Old Kentucky Home is traditional Christmas caroling. <laughs> You know, well, not at least when I sang anyway. <laughs> However, from what I've been reading, we, you know, we can't give total credit to KFC marketing because if you look at the KF- if you look at Japan culture and, and everything, it's quite compatible with the Japanese culture. And, you know, now the company still remains widely popular even today in 2021. But some have apparently formed new traditions over the years. You know, they've used the Internet and now they've got recipes for roast beef and ham and roasted chicken. And some people will go out to a buffet at a hotel or they'll do a potluck style meal with friends. Right. So that's just one tradition that was very popular. I guess it still is. But that doesn't mean that everybody follows. And that's a good segue to that. We're not saying that everybody, everywhere in these countries, follow these traditions. They were just some of the more unique ones that I thought really were, in fact, different and unique compared to what I do. 
and maybe even compared to what you do on the holiday season, right? So I want to thank you for listening in on these holiday traditions, right? And before we close this podcast here on this Christmas week, I want to hope that each and every one of you out there have a safe and Merry Christmas Day and even a Merry New Year, too. I know 2021 has been rough. I know 2020 was rough, but hey, if you're listening to this podcast, one thing is true about you. You're a survivor. You may have struggled, but you made it through. And we're going to make it through 2021 since there's so little left and on into 2022 and beyond. Because I know you're strong. I mean, I know you personally, but hey, you survived this long. We can survive it. We'll survive it together. Now, as I always do, I want to give a ginormous shout out to Daybreak Digital Studios who are editing the podcast you're listening to right now. And if you have any sort of audio editing needs, they are the people to go to. And as I always say, if they can't do it, they know the people who can. But I feel confident in their abilities to help you out in all of your audio needs. So please visit Daybreak Digital Studios. And last, but by no means least, hey, you know what's coming. Steve Steve Trash Trash Science. Science. Or maybe you don't. Well, Steve Trash Science is a science and magic show for kids currently airing on PBS all over the United States. If your PBS station doesn't have it, then you need to tell them, hey, carry that show. But if you want to watch, the easiest way to do it is to Google Steve Trash Science. And that will take you one of the first links right to the PBS website where Steve Trash Science is. And you just pick an episode and watch. Season two is soon to be in production, we hope. But as I said often on this show, the wheels don't turn without money to burn. So if you watch Deep Trash Science and you like what we're trying to do, then hey, we could always use sponsors because we need money so that we can keep making quality content for you, your kids, your family. Because you can learn some science, see some cool magic, Learn some life lessons and have some fun all the while doing. And yes, there's puppets too. I'm the puppeteer for the show. So do give Steve Trash a watch. And if you like what you see and you would like a great tax write-off, or maybe you know someone or some big corporation that would love to support some quality children's programming, hey, send them my way. Send them Steve's way. Just reach out to M-R-P-U-P-P-T. That's Mr. Puppet without the E. M-R-P-U-P-P-T at gmail.com. Or just go to Steve Trash Science. He's got a website, Steve Trash. You can just Google it, find it. Go to Facebook, Steve Trash. He's on there. Reach out, let him know you want to be a sponsor. Well, thank you so much for having a wonderful holiday time. I hope you did listen to this podcast. And for all of us here at the Puppet Playhouse Podcast or for short, this is William Freddy. And remember, never goodbye. Always good journey.